defenses. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Welcome, friends and foes alike, to another episode of Bird Protocol. And this is the start of this year's spooky season series. I'm your host, Palm Reader. And together with my co-host, Otis Morris, we'll uh, embark on a dark journey into all things terrifying over the next month. And this week, oh boy, we're talking about a band that'll make the uninitiated ask if someone is being murdered when you put them on. Um, They are a truly malevolent, raw, technical, heavy, influential, and at times genuinely scary band that actually rips. Uh, Yes, sir. It's time to talk about one of my all-time favorite bands. It's the Converge Pod. And if you don't know, Converge was formed in Salem, Massachusetts in the early 90s and has relentlessly pushed the boundaries of hardcore, metalcore, and punk, crafting a sound that's equal parts brutal and beautiful. With an ever-evolving catalog and a sound that defies categorization, Converge has inspired countless bands and left an indelible mark on the heavy music scene for the past three decades. From their groundbreaking albums like Jane Doe and You Fail Me and All We Love We Leave Behind, to their more recent experimentation and collaborations, to their striking and original artwork, to their excellent production done at the hands of Kurt Ballou, a member of the band, to their devastating lyrics, to their electrifying live performances, Converge has carved a path of unrelenting intensity and originality in the hardcore scene. In this episode, we're going to delve into the band's history, explore their many excellent albums, share our experiences with the band and more. So whether you're a diehard Converge fan or just discovering them as a, as a kind of sonic onslaught they are, You can join us this week as we explore the raw emotion, the ferocious riffs, and the relentless spirit that is Converge. Boom. What's good, everybody? Otis, how you doing today? Boy, I'm doing good. I am full of more angst currently than the entirety of Jane Doe, front to back. I am ready to fucking yell. Uh, Well, first, before before we go into that, (laughs) let me just say, first and foremost... I wanted to congratulate you on having your shows at uh, Dive Bar extended for another month. Um, two. We're two also months. confirmed for November. So, uh, yeah. So I, uh, I finally did I get we're to, here to stay. <laughs> yeah. I finally did get to go to one of them um, before I went down to Maryland and I had a great time. I'm intending on being there at the show that's uh, tonight on the day that this releases. Um Unless something comes up, unfortunately, my grandfather is still in the hospital recovering from a surgery. So, you know, know. it's up in the air. But but if you're in the region and you get a chance in the next two months, go out, have a great time. Congratulations on getting the extension and all the success you've been having. I wanted to start off by saying that. Uh, And 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 uh, and what's you know, why what's got you angsty? Uh, So. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that, and uh, thank you to everyone that has come out to the dive bar shows. They're fun, and uh, they just—they've legitimately keep getting better and better. So I'm happy for that, and you know, I've just been really just going and doing too many sets. I would say maybe too many sets. I think I need to just like sit down and chill out for a while, but. I don't know, dude. I, I don't know what is going on, but people are just on pure idiot mode 
this month. It is fucking. It's, it's not this month. It's it's been ever since COVID. Everybody is a selfish, immature I, asshole. Like, I I know. Not, I I I know that is that is the line that really that is the point in time where people are just like, okay, I'm just an asshole now, and they just really lived into it. Like I don't even know if I've told you about this, but a week ago I was walking home from work and I was crossing University. And as soon as I stepped onto the like the into the crosswalk, it's it changed and started doing the flashing thing. But I still had like 15 seconds to cross, and I'm not an asshole, so I picked up my pace. I'm you know I'm doing my fast fat guy walk, you know as best as I can. And then as soon as I cross like past the median, the dude that's trying to turn left just like starts speeding up like right towards me, and then like stops an inch away from me and just lays on the horn. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing? You can't be." I was like, "What are you doing? I'm a pedestrian. Like, why are learn the fucking drive, dude? Are you like? It made no like. It is, dude. It's 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 all across like." I don't know if I told the story on here about the guy who like tried to fishtail me off the road coming home from the gym a couple uh, months ago. I, I, I don't remember you told, you told me, but I don't remember that was on the pod or not. Well, I so, so I, it's, it's the same thing where this guy, he came around the corner. I, I was driving down a road and I had turned and then I, I had come into an area of cars and I was trying to move over to the, the left lane. I was in the right lane and this guy turned off of a side road and sped up and was like tailgating, going back between the two lanes by the, behind this group of cars. Mm-hmm. And we were all stuck because the people in front of us were going kind of slow. And so finally right. I was able to move over and he drove out in front of me and then spun the end of his wheel or spun the back end of his car by spinning his wheel almost knocking me like I drove into the other lane yeah. and then, and then the light changed. So I was stopped diagonally in the other lane and he was, he had pulled in front of me and tried to like fishtail me off. And then he got out of his car and started coming towards me and he was like yelling. He was oh, fuck you. And I was like, what is this guy mad about? He was the one that was like speeding, weaving yeah. between cars. Like, what is he mad about? why is he mad at me? And then luckily there was a guy in a truck behind me and he got out of it. He opened up his door and like looked out at the door and he like pointed at the guy. He's like, he's, I forget what he said. He's like, I something about like, you better fucking rethink that or something like that. And then the guy was like, Oh, yeah. fuck you. And got back in his car. And then he like <laughs> went like a hundred down the off ramp. Yeah. In a red light. He just like turned and went down an off ramp that was like past, like in the middle of the intersection, like through a red light. And I was like, what is going on? But it's everybody. It's from people like that who are like. And dude, and here's the thing. It's always, always, always 60 year old white dudes, always dudes that like are on their way home to go see their wife. And they fucking hate the fact that they still have a wife because they hate them. And their wife hates them too. Remember back in fucking winter? Oh when yeah. We went to, and that dude was Jesus. yelling at you because you parked. And it's like, dude, it's a snowstorm. No one knows. There's no parking spots. It's free for all. So like, chill. That's how park. That's how snowstorms well, are. He didn't, you he don't didn't, know the thing that he didn't under like. He, I parked and there was room for him. And he yeah, was there like, was so, room, so and you angry. also were in the process of about to start readjusting too. And then he's just yelling out the fucking window. 
But this is the thing. This is the thing. They yell shit out the window, but then if you actually look them in the fucking eye and starts talking shit back, their whole world crumbles. They're fucking weak men, and they just fucking crumble like nothing. It's, but the it's, dude, it's what it's going. It's because everybody like look. I think it's because we talked about this on the the, the Bizarro Bird, but like yeah. people have been inside on their phones, and they you can just do whatever on Facebook. Like you can just like mouth off to people or make snide comments to people or argue with people on the internet and like nothing really happens to you. And then yeah. it's like, and, but in real life, that's not the case. And most of these people have never like been pressed at all. Yeah. They've never been confronted. Cause that dude, yeah. I, I, that was trying to hit me in the fucking, when I was in the fucking crosswalk, I noticed his driver's side window was open. So I stopped. I walked back and walked up to him. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you trying to hit me with your car? He's like, don't you see it flashing? I'm like, yeah, that's telling me how much time I have to cross, you idiot. Yeah, I have to that's I have like, to finish crossing once I've already yeah. started crossing, like, dude. Like, what was I going to do? Cross <laughs> one lane and be like, ah, I guess I should turn back, actually. You know what? Nah, never mind. Because, you know, I'm not capable of crossing a street in 15 seconds. It's not that, like, fucking hard, dude. And then, yeah, then I like the dudes was like, he's like, yeah, well, you should have. I was like, you're so dumb, dude. Like, and I told him the brain, my D, and I fucking, yeah, yeah, uh, brain, brain, technically, or- I, I technically assaulted him if we're uh, being because uh, I was going to smash his fucking side view mirror. I was so pissed, but then I, I, I just spit on his car. Oh, so. Yeah, okay, well, that's. Him. I mean, yeah, technically, I thought you were going to say something way worse. My heart drove. Went, started going crazy no because i'm pretty sure like spitting on somebody's considered it's, assault. Yeah, it's technically I, assault i mean, I mean post covid so. it's kind of even worse but yeah but don't worry i'm in i'm in good health but uh and then so that that's been something that's just been irking me for the last week and then yesterday i was doing a show in hamilton in which you know it takes me a fucking hour and a half to get to hamilton it's not like an it's an easy trek for me to get down there and then the show, as soon as I meet the host that's hosting the show, I'm like, this guy, is, mm, I, don't know, I didn't like him whatsoever. He's just a weirdo. And then he goes on and he's talking through every comedian set. And wow. then he talks throughout the entire 10 minutes. So I finished my 10 minutes. I thought I bombed. I listened back to it. it was, I was actually okay, but I was just so pissed. And so I went immediately back to the bar. I was talking to some other comics. I was like, hey, do you know this guy? Like, does he do this? Like, and they're like, eh, he's kind of a weird guy. Wouldn't take it personally. I'm like, no, I am going to take it personally because that's the most disrespectful shit ever. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you shouldn't. That's in, you're, you're, you're the host. You're supposed to be the person telling people to not talk, not be the one engaging in conversation like well, just but like that goes loud to like not, that. not whispering, just full, full Yo. inside voice conversation. But people are look, man, like people yeah. are weird. Like, remember that show we did, the Palm Reader show that it was at, like, it was in, oh, in the, the one winter. where I was hosting. Uh, no, not that one, although that one was that one that people were. Uh, but that, but, but see that kind of, but that one worked though. Like I, I yeah, because you did crowd case, work. You were like making yeah. fun of Luke's sister, and it was really funny. And like it was, it all yeah. worked out. And they were Sh- laughing. Shout out Monica. It, so. it's, it's, yeah. we love Monica, so it's not a you know absolutely. But um, but um, no, the uh, the 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 one where it was 
I don't want to run. I don't want to run my mouth on it because oh, the no one where blood. the guys they came did their set and then dipped out like immediately. And so it's like, dude, that's horrible. Not etiquette. even, not even the they were the people who like originally it was my idea to do a fundraiser show. We got mm-hmm. lumped in with a group of people who were already doing a fundraiser show. Their side of sold no tickets. Um, yeah, they brought out a few people, but when any of the other artists from my side were playing, they took, they went outside with everybody and were smoking weed and yelling and being loud, or they were inside and yelling and being loud and it wasn't very full. So it's not, it's not like it's like a big show where there's kind of ambient noise and whatever. Like, it's like, there's 20 people, 30 people in here and 15 of them are at the bar yelling really loud and talking to each other. And it just comes across like, I get you're having a good time. You're having your show. You're enjoying yourself. But it comes across as like slightly disrespectful. Now, I also know that many of those people who performed on that show have since improved their lives, kicked some bad habits, and and are working to be more respectful and and more mm-hmm. you know so like all power to them i don't i don't have yeah any... and i and i know the people you're talking about and i i i do like them as well so yeah. you know no i know anima, no grudge between them and i i think you are correct yeah they've you know they've fixed some problems but with this show last night the fact that it was the host producer of the show i was like Dude, mm. you don't have a fucking clue what you're doing, do you? The amount of disrespect. I traveled fucking an hour and a half. And guess what? I don't even want you to fucking pay me now because I'm going to say some shit to you right now that's going to ruin your fucking life. And guess what? It did. I've talked to so many comics since, and they're like, yeah, not booking him ever again. Fuck that guy. So consider yourself fucked, you loser. Okay, uh, get okay. fucked. You uh. suck. Okay, and you know what? I said I was getting real spicy with him to the point he was trying to pull out his phone and recording me. I was like, you're a fucking baby, dude. You're a 45-year-old man, and you're getting sad about a fucking... Fuck off. Like, it's pathetic. It was so pathetic. Uh, Well, you know, I guess the reason why I was saying it's similar is because that, you know, that side of the show had taken over the kind of hosting responsibilities and putting their name on it and stuff like that, and... And I wound up pretty much making, like, the show started two hours late for no reason because people were just screwing around. Mm. I wound up kind of taking over the leadership role at that show. And, you know, it's just about, like, respect. If you're the person who's going to be, like, the quote-unquote host and you're the one who's going to be emceeing or your name is on the show, like, it's about carrying yourself to a... reputation at stakes. Carrying yourself to a specific standard and, like if you have comedians coming everywhere to perform and then you're the guy, it's your show and you're in the back being like, Hey, watch Westworld. You've seen the new show that's on TV. Hey, I love the drinks here. And like, you're just shouting and being obnoxious. It's like, why even, what was, what's the point? You know, like, is it, is it a me, me, me thing? Like you just want, to be i don't know who knows who knows i i have i have no idea but the thing the thing about it that really set me off because i i was gonna try and approach him at like a uh at a at a normal i was gonna try and talk to him about it but then he had the nerve to come up to me and be like hey man great set and i was like what you weren't even listening you fucking clown yeah that's it's wild because and the one thing i will say is that when you know i went to your show 
uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago and I brought Kieran, our friend, and I said to him, I was like, it's, we're probably not going to be, uh, um, talking to, to Otis much because he's hosting and he's making sure things are running behind the scenes and he's listening to the comedians because yeah. you care about comedy and local comedy yes. and respecting people. So it's like, it's, it's, it's wild to see, especially now that you know, like now that you have done this a few times more than a few yeah. times to yeah. see someone so blatantly disrespectful Just, and, yeah. and not, you know, and being a, a moron is, is I can imagine it's very infuriating, but yeah, I'm glad to hear you're doing lots of shows. It's been surprising me to see how much you've been out doing stuff. Seems yeah. like you're really back into the comedy groove, which makes me very, very pleased. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's good. And, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, work on my material and just get better and better and better. And like, I, I am good. Like <laughs> I, I'm happy with the progress I'm making. Like it's very, I can, I hear it. Like even the, when I perform, like, yeah, I'm just doing, I'm just so much more comfortable just on stage and just talking random trash about random stuff. Like I can now just go up for 10 minutes and just talk about bullshit, like nothing. And it's great. And I enjoy it. The audience last night didn't really enjoy that, but they, they seemed like the dumbest crowd I've ever encountered either. I've I was hitting them with all types of references from like every fucking generation, and they're just like, uh, uh. I did like a west, I did an old move western movie reference. I was doing Fast and Furious stuff. I was like, I don't, and I was like, I don't. What do you guys want? Like, what what do you want? All right. like unamused by anything. So anyway, so was the, was the Fast and Furious one the Fast and Furious one that you know from the from here? No, no, no. You know, last night I just did a thing where I just randomly started talking to Paul Walker for a second. Oh, nice. I, I was just, I I was having a conversation <laughs> with Paul Walker and I was just telling him how uh, proud he would be of what Vin Diesel has accomplished with the franchise. And the people were like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's asking what? Because <laughs> I was looking up and like talking to Paul Walker as if I was talking to him in heaven. And I was like pointing to him and, you know. It was. I thought this the set last I, I night would have, was one hundred set for me. It was for I, me. <laughs> I would have probably laughed quite a bit. Yeah. Anyway, I was just gonna yeah. say you're. I do give you. Uh, you know, I heard that you did use my uh, my Vin Diesel joke from yeah. from a while back, which I totally allow because I'm yeah. not a stand up comedian, uh, and I have no interest in in really trying to be a stand up comedian. So anything you lift from the pod. Uh, or ideas that are spurned on, and, and and so long as they 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 are smackers and people are laughing, hell yeah, yeah. I'll be your ghostwriter. Um, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I'll take. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be something I like bring into regular rotation, but at the mo in the moment it worked. In the moment we were talking about Vin Diesel, and I was like, "Here's a fun Vin Diesel fact, dude." And then the dude's like, "Oh shit, what? Really?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, that's awesome." Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah. So I anyway, wasn't I wasn't yeah. accusing you of of theft. I was just saying I think no. it's great that we you can you're you're at a point now where you know you're taking all of these influences and the stuff that we talk about here yeah uh, kind of works its way in. I mean, I think it's a testament to how far we've come on the podcast too yes. where it's like yeah. we're actually, you know, saying funny things and enjoying ourselves and and so please, if I say anything else that really that really hits and you want to use it, go yeah. for it. I'm giving you public uh, permission so yeah so that people the people nobody can be mad at you and be like if someone comes who listens to the podcast be like oh i heard palm reader say that on the podcast and you can be like no yeah. listen to exactly this moment 
on the Converge podcast where he says, mm-hmm. I can do it. Um, I can do it. Um, so to wrap this story up and then bring it uh, back to the bring it back to the pod. Uh, so after I'm yelling at that guy, my buddy Buck, who's hilarious, is on. St- he's performing, and then he's just ripping into the crowd. He's like, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck this show, fuck this host, this entire thing. Can suck my dick. Otis is right. Fuck you all." And then I was like, "Hell yeah!" And then he, once Buck is done, I'm sitting at the bar drinking Ryan Coke. He comes. He's like, "Yo, dude, let's get the fuck out of here." I was like, "Yes, let's go!" And then me and Buck had the best ride home. And uh, Buck has listened to the podcast, and he likes the podcast, and we got to have Buck on. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll that's have, where I'll have, I'll have <laughs> as many comedians as as that want to join and come on and and chat. I'm more than happy to have people on it's uh i'm actually surprised when i was at your other show too someone one of the other comedians i was i was speaking with them and they were saying um that they listened to the pod too and they didn't realize who i was uh and they said they they said i forget which comedian i was talking to but i i said oh i do bird protocol and he he was like oh that's you and i was like yeah he's like oh man cool and like we were talking about a bit so shout out shout out all the people that have been listening and all that stuff now let's get to converge Um, hell yeah dude oh i'm so stoked on this uh podcast i mean this this episode i think is directly started like the podcast we did with Jason, I think, was immediately when you and I were like, oh, okay, yeah, we need to do a Converge episode because we had the exact same albums listed. <laughs> yeah, and and I so. think the thing I think the thing about this episode for people listening, because we do have a bit of a time constraint here, it yeah, sorry. Converge, Converge has been a, around since like 94, um, and they've released a lot of albums, a lot of splits, a lot of EPs, a lot of like two or three, two live albums two compilations um there's a lot in there uh and so it's gonna we're not gonna be breaking down all of the albums um Mm -hmm. and we're gonna you know uh we both have a pretty strong history with this band so this one's gonna be a little bit more relaxed i'm sure later we may come back around and talk about some specific albums Mm -hmm. um but this is just kind of more talking about them in general um and I, my history with this band, like this is one of the first real heavy bands that I was into along with like Alexis on fire and, um, some of the like nineties scrams and screamo bands and some grind bands. And this was one of the things that my friend in high school, Dave, he, he introduced me to converge and, and I was in like grade nine, grade 10 listening to this. And at that point they had already been in a band for 10 years, a little more than 10 years. Um, And they were already lauded as like, especially post Jane Doe as this like, you know, um, near perfect band. Uh, Mm -hmm. You Fail Me released in high school, which I've talked about. Um, Same with No Heroes. Uh, And then, and then the following four albums. Well, I guess we'll go, we'll go through them later, but um. Yeah. I was I was very very much into Converge specifically. You fail me, Jane Doe. Um, when forever comes crashing, uh, petitioning the empty sky, um, unloved and weeded out, uh, like all the stuff that came out in the early to mid two thousands, um, and that stuff has aged impeccably. Like 
Listen, yeah. going back and listening to their discography leading up to this just reaffirmed to me how much this band is like you said it near perfect if not perfect mm -hmm. like this band yeah. is so good so consistent nothing that they've released is bad like there's mm -hmm. there may be parts about it that are you know could be polished or whatever but even the old albums like the 90s albums and early 2000s albums like Jane Doe still holds up um you fail me is like incredible i'm telling you guys converge there was the second band you want to know what the first band shirt i owned was it was the chariot shirt? okay i ordered the shirt from the chariot online in like grade 10 grade 9 second band shirt that i owned was converge um nice. And so this band is like a major place in my heart and going back and re-listening to them leading up to this has just been like an absolute delight. They are equal parts frenetic and frantic to beautiful and to sludgy and doomy to math rocky hardcore to metallic to they are this amorphic blob of like melancholy terror that just beautiful melancholy terror that just rips through and every album has so much experimentation and so much bending of sounds and ideas from one song to the next especially in the later albums you have no idea what you're what you're going to hear next like all we love we leave behind from the first song to the last song you cannot guess what the next song is going to sound like like it's no. it's sick. It is sick. Yeah. Um so it's like they cross, as you said, they cross every every possible genre of like heavy. They have whether they go from metal, hardcore, metal core, you know, they have thrash parts, fucking doom metal parts, like melodic hardcore parts, like uh, parts that sound it, like post post yeah. like Post hardcore Post dad rock, rock. Yeah. like it's like what? Yeah, like out of like a uh, coral blue. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. behind. Like that's like a fucking. It goes from like pirate rock into like arena rock to with like a huge singing, like anthem part, and it's like holy shit. But it's never not converge. It is always converge, and never are you like, oh, this band's. You know, they're, they're, you know, for lack of a better term, they're selling out. They're trying to do what's popular or what's cool. It's like, no, they just do what they do. And it always somehow sounds like Converge. It, they are constantly evolving. Every album has, you know, the standard rippers that they're always going to have. They're going to have the wildest breakdowns you're ever going to have. You're going to hear some of the wildest drum fills ever. Jacob's lyrics are going to fucking crush your soul because the man is a beautiful poet of a writer. Uh, but, and it, every album has that, but in everything, they're always like, oh, here's something you weren't going to fucking expect us to do. And you're like, no, I, oh, that's amazing. That's crazy. It's, that's sick. It, it's, <laughs> it's going back to that same thing that we talk about when we talk about bands that we love on this podcast, where, mm -hmm. They are wholly themselves in their creative vision. But mm -hmm. as they've grown, they've experimented, they've tried, they've added, they've evolved, but they don't ever not sound like them. 
But the thing that's exactly, crazy yeah. about it is that going back and listening through the discography over the past couple of days is that the stuff that, you know, at the time when I, so my, a good example of this that I might give is um, the first song on All We Love We Leave Behind, Aimless Arrow, right? Yeah. And it has that yelling, like kind of half sing yelling, like, oh, you live the life we want. You know, it's like, it's it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. like his normal, like dog from hell sound that yeah, he makes. Yeah, it's not his like cupped microphone. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, not, but he, not. but, but I, and I remember hearing that song for the first time and being like, this is incredible. I've never heard them do something like this. And then now that I've gone back and listened to it, it's like, no, it pops up in other spots. Like mm-hmm. it pops up in yep. stuff from like the, the late nineties. Like it's yep. not, it's not something that was, that was com- necessarily new. It was just, an, you know, the, the production is better. They're better musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Th- that song is like one of my favorite songs of theirs of all time. And it's just, it's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, and it continues like the dusk in us is, is like the repurposing of everything that they've done before, but also new and different and, and in that album, much like All We Love, We Leave Behind, you don't know what's coming next in each of the songs. Yeah. And then Blood Mood mm-hmm. One, which just came out in 2021, which is a collaborative album with Chelsea Wolfe, adds singing, a lot more singing and a lot better singing because Chelsea Wolfe is an yeah. incredible vocalist, but also yeah. um, Jacob is is doing really cool stuff with his voice and it's got these mm-hmm. anthemic choruses and then also all of a sudden it'll go back into the like, this is still Converge. I'm going to sound like a demon, f- uh, you know, flaying you uh, in yeah. the in the plane of hell for sorrow, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> what, what the hell is going on? Um, but that one's more, even more metallic and even gothic sounding at times. Like, it's, there's so much there um, that is just so, so good. And then, of course, live, their excellent live band. Um, mm-hmm. Their live albums are really good. Um, they're, you know, and then, and and you can, the, the cool thing is that listening to them, if you go from the start, um, you can kind of chart the, you can see the growth and development uh, yeah. over kind of the first three albums and then the second four albums and then the the latest four albums you can kind of really chart the their growth and development as musicians and also the re-releases that they've done um which oh which, yeah because kurt so i guess we should say let's let me give a bit of uh context for this um yeah so that people know uh, Converge is an American metalcore or mathcore band formed by vocalist and visual artist Jacob Bannon and guitarist and producer Kurt Balu uh, in Salem, Massachusetts in 1990. Um, uh, they uh, uh, kind of mix uh, all different types of genres, as we said, metalcore, hardcore punk, mathcore, post-hardcore, rock, punk, um, uh, everything gothic rock industrial yeah. electronic like they're they've they've dabbled in everything um yeah they were a band in the 90s that were uh, uh fairly um uh well known like they were building their their presence uh their releases in the in the 90s 
um, you know, regaining them popularity, but it was really with their fourth album, Jane Doe, which is the album that features the uh, iconic woman, uh, the silhouetted, like, hard light woman face that uh, you mm-hmm. see on a lot of Converge merchandise and Converge. It's like it kind of became their unofficial logo. Um, yeah. And uh, and that album, Jane Doe, obviously artwork, all their artwork has been done by Jacob Bannon, uh, who's also done lots yeah. of visual art for other artists. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, uh, that album, it, it shot them from where they were to becoming mm-hmm. like the titan of of metalcore and mathcore it was ranked the best album of 2001 by terrorizer best album of the decade by sputnik music 61st best metal album of all time by rolling stone um they were on equal vision and moved to epitaph and then epitaph which we talked about in another uh, podcast gave them the funds they needed to take it to a whole other level um and uh and they also have their own album a label death wish um, and yep. they just became Which this a like, fantastic label. Yeah, they well. just became this like this like pillar of of heavy music. And from there, everything yeah. that they've everything before Jane Doe was good. Um, in fact, I really love Petitioning the Empty Sky and um Yeah. Uh uh what was and, the other one? I can't now I'm, uh, I'm blanking. I went forever when, comes crashing. I was just listening to that. Yeah, in the car. And the uh the the reissues that Equal Vision did, and I think they remastered them as well in like 2005. Those sound like production-wise, it sounds as good as like Jane Doe and stuff. Even though, here's a, I I always say this, you know, no, no one really knew how to properly mix metalcore until about like 2006 and stuff. So like, I feel like you know, production-wise, everything from Axe to Fall onwards is flawless, production-wise. Yeah. But on sort of the early 2000s stuff, like, there's a lot of stuff on Jane Doe, which is fan amazing, but there's some production stuff where I'm like, ah, what the hell? There's, like, no bass on fucking Concubine. Like, what the fuck's up with that? (laughs) Like, that doesn't make sense. But then on the back half of the album, the bass is, like, really loud and it's confusing so i'm like i don't know who mixed this or like you fail me when i talked about i think i talked about this one when we did the jason one yeah how you fail me kurt bali it was like during a snowstorm or something crazy so the power kept going out and they kept like the mix just wasn't going right so then the more recent you fail me redux that they did which is a remaster sounds just as good as anything they've released in the past 10 years and it's like oh this is what kurt balu is a fucking genius he is the best producer working in heavy music Um, i'd say yeah let's well and then you know what i said in that in that podcast i said i prefer the original over the redux Mm -hmm. uh the redo um i'm gonna i'm gonna change my stance on that uh because Oh, you listened. I, yes, I li- well, I listened intently and you know, going when you kind of step back and look at the whole body of work, you mm-hmm. start to see where you fail me s- steps out a little bit, uh just like mm-hmm. how you see as far as production and then and then on the other side of that as far as like stylistic choices of the band, why No Heroes was not necessarily, you know, um embraced as much as some of the other stuff like no yeah. heroes after you fail me is like 
kind of, there's like a kind of departure of like, no, you fail me is a lot of like slower, darker, um, kind yeah. of negative songs. No heroes is a lot more aggressive. Um, and, but then when you step back and look at all of it together, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, I think it, people, people are nearsighted in the moment. So like you fail me came out and people were like, Oh my God, you fail me sick and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then no heroes came out and people were like, ah, oh, well, uh, I don't know. And then, and then Axe to yeah. Fall came out and people were like, Oh, cause Axe oh, to Fall is like fast bad, again man. and like crazy. Yeah. And, 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 and has a mix of everything. And then it, from there, it just kept going. But when you go back and you look at it and you look at like, what their intention was with no heroes and everything like it's still a good album it's better than remembered but in the time also at the time you have to understand i was like a teenager so like i didn't know what i liked and now i'm going back right. and looking at all of it and being like wow there's like really good stuff in all of this but, but yeah the production of of you fail me even though it's nostalgic for me to listen to the original one i still have the cd of you fail me um and it's nostalgic to listen to it, listening to the redo, or the redux, um, yeah. in comparison to the newer stuff, which I think is far more uh, well-produced. And it sounds mm. more like, you know, the more recent albums. Um, mm -hmm. It gives a whole new dimension to those songs and to the heaviness of that album. And it makes it more consistent across all the songs and um, and I think it's, it's the stronger version of the two, uh, you're, yeah. but, but, but you know what? I still love the original one for, yeah, for nostalgia and purposes. Like, and like, that's even like a thing for me too, is I've, I, that's the thing. I don't remember. Like, I remember when no heroes came back, I came out and people were like, oh yeah, this is like weaker compared to it. But like, I, I don't remember what the reasoning was and but for some reason that always stuck to me being that like oh yeah no heroes is a weak album but then listening to it this past week i'm like nah this fucking album rips like grimheart black rose is fucking sick like with the with the singing on it which then you know kind of lends way to their more you know singing influenced stuff that they've done on later albums it's like you know there's a lot of stuff that they were doing on that album that you know became uh you know sort of stuff that they did consistently but i think it since it has it is generally looked at as the weakest sort of post jane doe album but like that's the thing it's still a fucking front to back solid album like that's how good this band is is that like even what is their weakest album is still reviewed incredibly well like the average score is like 80 like how's that a bad album that's not that's that's a fantastic album but yet that's how high the standard of Converge albums are, is that this band is, like, who, that's the, you know how we talked about fucking, basically, Converge is the James Cameron of hardcore metalcore, <laughs> is, like, what we're saying. Does, does that make, like, does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, well, there's, it's the shit they did with Chelsea Wolf. you're going to start hearing people doing that album like next year in 2024 there's going to be people coming out with like weird sort of doomy dark gothic stuff with like female vocals and you're going to be like oh yeah even though like that's a thing that people have done before but since converge did it you're going to see people doing it now
guarantee you. Well, it's it's interesting to me because like the 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 one thing that I'll say about Converge albums is that the kind of through line stylistic choices that they make um and things that they keep coming back to and the and then things that they're kind of exploring and pushing there it's like recurring motifs you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like i would say that no heroes is kind of a more hardcore record yeah yeah it's it's more about like like jane doe is like a is like a straight like kind of like thrash like metallic thrash yeah, it's like thrashy, mathy, like it's it's fast. It's, yeah, it's frenetic and, and fast. And then You Fail Me has a lot more, like it has songs that are in that it has vein, structure. But it has more structure and it's got slower parts. It's got parts that are kind of languid instrumentals. And and it's a lot darker because the, the it is about his depression. I mean, that he said... Mm. Um, you know, uh, Jacob Bannon, the vocalist, said after Jane Doe was recorded and released, I thought I was going to feel the emotional burden I was carrying lift from my shoulders. I had all the puzzle pieces there in front of me. Outlets bring closure, or at least that's what I thought. With that, I put myself out on the line looking for an emotional resolve with Jane, and it never came. When the album was released, I didn't feel any better. Nothing was changed. My depression kept collapsing on itself. At that point, I stopped hoping and searching, and I took a hard, a long, hard look at my life and my heart. I did a huge amount of soul searching and found so much failure within myself. That discovery was a massive realization. As I started to see clear again, I also saw the failure in friends and loved ones around me, how we fail each other, how we fail ourselves. These are songs of failure and ultimately surviving self-destruction and tragedy we all face in our lives. Musically, our only goal was to write an album that moved us and challenged us. And we felt feel accomplished in that. Um, that album is in in many ways i think that challenge is slowing it down creating these darker more like industrial doomy sounds um uh, the whole lyrics are one big poem you know like there's all these things that they were doing and like challenging themselves with in creating this and 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 you know it's about failure it's a negative album um whereas no heroes is a, an album that's more about anger about feeling yeah. like there are a lot of there are no more heroes left there that are what was the thing that they wrote i gotta find it um no they wrote this thing on their um on their uh uh website that said these days cowards outnumber the heroes and the begging souls outweigh the calloused hands of the hardest workers both in life and art the lack of passion is sickening and the lust for complacency is poisonous this album is the artistic antithesis of that stinking world a thorn in the side of their beast it's for those who move mountains one day at a time it's for those who truly understand sacrifice in our world of enemies we walk alone so like no heroes from the jump was like we're here like yeah it punk is fuck you know like you know you know why i know it's kind of funny is that you know how we talked about no country for old men how they that came out in 2007 or whatever and that you know if though the movies that came out that year were super dark and everyone there were there was an anger like you know afghanistan iraq and you know just the culture at the time People were fucking pissed off. And so you saw it in movies like No Country for Old Men, uh, There There Will Be Blood, Michael Clayton. You know, those are the three biggest movies of the year at the Academy Awards. You Now, thinking about it, too, you're seeing it in music, too. Like, look at this album, fucking how angry 
no like no heroes was or how you know there was so much anger the next year every time i die released the big dirty and there's so much anger and resentment in that album too like lyrically like keith buckley on that album he's he has total disdain for the world and it's just like yeah it, it it's kind of like a reminder like even though like we were kids and like we didn't really have probably you were probably far more conscious of stuff than than i was because i certainly wasn't politically conscious of fucking 2006 so i was fucking i was dicking around doing whatever but you know that sort of existential dread like i think was definitely surmounting and just everywhere and you know at the time you didn't realize it but now looking back you're like yeah yeah people were fucking pissed back then you know what i think it was good because i look at it now all of my favorite like aggressive albums come out between 2005 to like 2008 like that was the era like, yeah there was a lot there was a lot of good good stuff that was coming out that was coming out in that time and i think that there's absolutely something like i've heard people talk about this this i mean now we're so, we're we're far enough away from it um mm-hmm. we're as far as we were in the 2000s from the 80s as yeah uh, as uh, now from the 2000s uh, that we are now i you know what i'm trying to say it you yeah, know, yeah, we, know we've yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got you know uh 20 years on that period now and it, it's we're starting to look back and look at the real je ne sais quoi of the culture and what was what was happening the ether and what was influencing and and affecting people and i think that it's very true but it's it's funny because like in no heroes you find tinges of metal or grind or like metal core it's a lot a lot of the songs are faster like i think the first the first three four songs of the album it's like four minutes long right like or the first Mm -hmm. five songs are like maybe like six minutes long like it's it's there's a lot of really fast songs on the album um yeah you're right the first five songs are all a minute yeah or less yeah so it's like it's like a little bit over a minute or a little bit less um and then and then you see with axe to fall which comes after that you see them it's a it's it's kind of a mix of of all the stuff that's come before plus new stuff that they're doing um they're they're they have the the uh um some some uh lots of guest musicians on on axe to fall yep. uh they've got members of cave-in genghis tron neurosis um it's uh it, it, but it's also got some of the most like fast crazy st- like the song axe to fall the guitar in that song makes me want to like drive a car through a wall like it's it's it, it, that I mean, <laughs> what yeah the the axe to fall that song I think is probably my favorite converge song because number one, the intro hits so hard, just a and then the yeah, the guitar part, which he plays perfectly live, fucking flawless. And it's I can play it too, but like it is it since it's so fast and keeps going, it it is easy to play, but after a while you're like, fuck man, I'm I'm losing steam with these fingers. And then that ending breakdown may be perhaps my favorite converge breakdown. It's the it's got to be either that or uh, uh, what's the one other one on you fail me. I think I think it's you fail me. I think that ends the breakdown or 
or Eagles you, become vultures. Yeah, Eagles become vultures. So many good with, the, Yeah, the Eagles become vultures is the one that starts with the drums. It's like, and then it goes really fast. So sick. Yeah, you know what the problem is with this band is that they they're too sick. They're too sick. Like I can talk about all of these albums about like all of this stuff that I love about them. Like we've just talked about, we didn't even really talk about Jane Doe, which is incredible. No, we, we one just of went the, f- the you fail me and no heroes, which we were saying was the weakest, and somehow all we've been doing is praising it. <laughs> yeah, um, and and Jane Doe, like I mean, we I guess we talked about it a little bit. Um, uh, Jane Doe um, uh, was also where the band the lineup changed uh and since jane doe the lineup hasn't changed at all i mean there was yeah that's there was like some kind of shifting session musicians for a little bit tour musicians but once yeah they toured with like a second guitarist for a little while but now i think kurt has figured out how to you know he can do it all himself pretty much and oh well yeah well jacob jane doe was sorry jacob plays bass now Oh, so then the bass then player, the bass two, player plays guitar. It's a four, it's a four piece uh, with Jacob playing bass, and then the two. Uh, and then I'm two sure guitar. sometimes oh. they. I'm sure sometimes All they right. bring a bass player on too. Like I don't know, I don't know, but that's what it says yeah, online. No, but they've but for since since they recorded Jane Doe as a five piece, and then I think immediately after the second guitar player left, and that it's just been the same four dudes since. And I guess they've switched instruments. Like I guess Jacob and the bass player have switched around between doing bass and guitar and stuff. But yeah, no, it's been Kurt Kurt writing the fucking riffs and then Jacob writing the poetry. And then, you know, Ben Fuller is just one of the tightest drummers out there, like between what he does in uh, Converge and Mutoid Man. And then is he also the drummer for Caven? Uh, I think so. I th- I I think he might also be the drummer for Caven. Uh, 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 no, no, just Converge Mutoid Man. All pigs will die. But who's okay, in no, Caven? Someone's in Caven. I in the band. think I think the bass player. Oh yeah, the bass player plays guitar in Caven. Then I'm mm. pretty sure. Yeah, they've spawned so. a lot of uh, Deathwish. Has spawned a lot of other side projects. Machine Head, Caven. Um, what what were some of the other ones? Uh, Old Man Gloom, great. Yeah. Or uh, was it? What did I say? Not Machine Heads, Super Machiner. That's what Machine Heads okay, a different yeah. band. My bad, my bad, guys. Then, Sorry. Uh, the the Super Machiner, Old Man Gloom, Mutoid, Mutoid Man. Um, yeah, and then and then Death Wish itself is a kind of prestigious label now that like you know uh people want to be a part of, especially in the late. 2000s early 2010s it's like that was like mm-hmm. people wanted to be on that was like the cool indie label you're working with with uh jacob bannon and kurt balu from converge like, like you yeah know, you know it's um, pretty tight and i think like deathless is one of those labels that's like if you're just a fan of aggressive heavy music just go just check out their any band on that label and you'll probably like i think early code orange stuff was through code orange kids to be exact i think was through death wish some nails albums i think were through death wish like there's so much good stuff on death wish then it's like it, it's awesome like just the 
just like the connections through to hardcore that lead back to converge is insane like just what they've done as a band the influence also the amount of collaborations they've done what kurt balu has done with god city which is probably it's probably got to be him and will putney that are like just that are basically shaping metalcore today um yeah there's there's i mean you you wouldn't even realize like Okay, so here's here's an example of something that like blew my mind. There's um for those who know hardcore metalcore or whatever, Under Oath. Um yeah. they're only chasing safety. The deluxe version of that, the cover is is Jacob Bannon. Like oh, <laughs> like there's that's, so that's many talk. Didn't know Yeah. That. There's so many weird connections like that because those because Converges actually like cares about them music scene and like is involved in it and like Mm. and has connections across the board and because they 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 don't you know they have they don't necessarily like all like old man gloom isn't like converge it's like it's like doomy pop hook right like like there's all kind like they they make different types of music and do different types of things that they're connected to different you know um to different genres and 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 have toured with different genres and yeah. in converge and you know the um uh uh the the death wish um is my cat is going crazy i hope you guys can't hear her. she's she's uh, I, i'm hearing her she she's she wants to talk about how sick death wish is too. yeah well i just she wanted to read some of the some of the bands <laughs> that are on the band current artists and former artists from death wish just to give you guys an idea um current artists uh some great bands including um or sorry not old man gloom my bad i said old man gloom i meant doom riders doom riders is like a stoner sludge pop pop Mm. punk band it's very weird um but they've got they've got uh uh converge cult leader death index bosk blacklisted bitter end oathbreaker um shipwreck ad uh um Modern Life is Gouge War. Away. Yeah, Lomo Creator. Yeah, Hope Conspiracy, Hesitation Wounds, um, uh, uh, Frameworks, um, a bunch of co- like Cold yeah, World. They've, like they've got a bunch of cool, but the former yeah, bands they like. Previously have had Ceremony, Code yeah, Orange, A Life Death Heaven, a, a Life Once Lost, um, Carpathian, Integrity. The Carrier, Ceremony, Code Orange Kids, Coliseum, Cursed. Death Harm's Haven, way. Harm's Way, Narrows, uh, uh, Knives Terror, Out, yeah, Terror, Trap Them, Integrity, um, yeah, like, like, you know, like, Touche Amore, are, did you say that all, already? I don't know. Yeah, but, <laughs> no, should, all of these bands are bands you should be listening to. Like, the, all of these bands are sick. Yeah. And they've all been, have released through Death Wish or are currently releasing through Death Wish. Uh, you know, fucking uh, American Nightmare, Trash Talk. There's so many bands, dude, it, that have gone through Death Wish. And yeah, and usually, and a lot of Death Wish releases are produced by Kurt. So like, that's kind of like, it's like the Converge pipeline. It's like, hey, we, we've influenced all these bands. Now let's put these bands on. Like, let's let these bands pop off. Like, Code Orange. Ten years ago, they were nobodies. Now they're like one of the biggest bands ever. They're headlining 
not even metal hardcore festivals. They're just headlining festivals now. Like they used to be a Deathwish band. That was like such an incredibly small community niche, but like hardcore, metalcore, aggressive music has just been you know, it has really become naturally mainstream now because, like, of bands like Converge, where people are like, oh, fuck, this isn't just, you know, people, there's, there, this is art. Like, there is so much good stuff. Like, Jane Doe has been studied by Berkeley. Yeah. Like, like that's crazy. <laughs> it's dude. crazy, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we should say that some of the, that some of the label, the, the, um, some of the the people who have been under the label created their own imprint under Death Wish. So like uh Jeremy Balm of Touche More created Secret Voice um through Death Wish. Uh Jamie from Code Orange and Pat from Self-Defense Family formed uh Harm Reduction Records from underneath. Um and they also Death Wish um does independent music distribution offering exclusive and featured distribution of other record labels uh, that include uh, closed casket activities. Uh, closed casket is also putting out some of the best fucking heavy yeah. music, right? Pain, now. Pain, closed casket is sick. Painkiller records, uh, non-believer grave mistakes, six feet under state of mind recordings, vitriol records, perfect victim records. So there's a lot of related label artists like American nightmare. Yeah. Um, Rain Supreme, uh, uh, tra- as you said, Trash Talk, um, uh, you know, uh, Single Mothers, a great band from from Canada, London. from London, London dude. Uh, Drug Church, um, hell yeah, Drug like <laughs> a lot of really, really like like the, I, you. I, I am trying. What I'm trying to say here, folks, who's listening, hear me now, is that through Death Wish. Some of the sickest, as Oda said, some of the sickest bands and records have come out. Bands have gotten recognition. Records have come out. Um, and part of that is riding on the success of what Converge has done and how they became a pillar and what they and their legacy as well, because it's Jacob from Converge and, and Kurt. So, you know, like all this stuff is like intertwined. That's why we said this band legitimately has so much influence over... Because, like I said, Death Witch, Death Witch was the cool label to be on. It had the weird, wacky, doom industrial pop rock stuff and the weird thrashy stuff and trash talk who makes songs with rappers, but they're like a hardcore punk band. And, and yeah. you know, like Touche Amore and all these bands, Loma Prieta and all these, these bands that are like, you know amazing in their own right they came they came up through touching this thing that was like wanted and looked at as you know the cool label and the 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 voice of kind of true heavy stuff uh and then all this while working with epitaph which is the album or the label that we also talked about saying they've put on so many very important heavy bands um and 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 given platforms to bands who now have like completely changed the landscape of heavy music metal punk rock whatever uh you know and it's just it's crazy it's crazy to see how all of these lines connect and converge 
<laughs> ooh. Uh, ooh, on on kind of you know this group of people and these artists and and one of the main spearheads of this is is converge um and uh and then you know we barely even talked about just how absolutely i mean all of the artwork for converge is incredible all of the artwork that jacob's Jacob Bannon's done through Death Wish and, and on commission for other artists is, is, is incredible. I would recommend, you know, if you like the covers of the, of the Converge albums, go and look at his like website for, for his art and go and look at like all the stuff that he's done for other artists because he much like, is it Jordan from every time I die? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he has such a distinct and unique style that just rips and it works so well with their music. They, yeah. they're, you know, and then Kurt, God city, like you said, probably the best producer working in heavy music right now. And Absolutely. that guy's produced so many bangers. He's produced some of my favorite records of all time. Like it's, and then he's produced stuff where it's like, what? Like he has producers credit on a Joyce Manor album. I'm like, what this man's producing pop punk and what was the, was the other pop punk one that he did that uh we were just talking um oh four years four strong, years strong. yeah self-titled album it's like what but like that makes sense they're both from the boston area and four years strong is a pop punk band very much rooted in the hardcore scene yeah uh, he like also he, he also worked on on or an orchid album uh which is an incredible grind band um yes. He worked on all of the Converge albums. He worked yeah. on I Am King from Code Orange. And Forever uh, by them. He also he did You Will Never Be One of Us by Nails, which I think is probably one of the front-to-back heaviest albums ever recorded. Uh, he did the one every time from Parts Unknown, which might be one of the probably the best Every Time I Die album, possibly. For me, it's probably a tie between that and uh, uh, low teens for every time I die. But Jesus Christ, for Parts Unknown was so sick. Which, like, that's the thing is that's such a lateral move because every time I die from Parts Unknown was produced by Kurt Ballou. And then low teens and their last album was were recorded by Will Putney, which I think is a testament to Will Putney is that Who, yeah, know, he's, he's also he's, he's also the only right one there. that can step up to. Kurt Ballou's fucking masterful work. Oh but yeah, he's he, all- yeah. He, I, I, I don't want to. I, I shouldn't disparage Will Putney because Will Putney's also amazing. No, he's a, he's a genius too. He's, um, yeah, but yeah, like he, the, the other stuff, like he did Bliss Fucker by Trap Them. He did, uh, uh, you know, just so many heavy, sick albums. Line of Judas by Elijah. Um, just, oh, yeah. just sick. Sick albums witness by modern life is war Jesus. yeah like it's it's crazy yeah, um dude, he did looking v- at this production straight from the path he did like, villains from straight from the path yeah absolutely like straight from the past very early albums are very much it's like oh what if we made converge but rage against the machine ah that's that's just str- uh, early straight from the path and then eventually straight from the path it's like no, we're just going to be heavier Rage Against the Machine at this point, which I haven't listened to any of the more recent stuff, but uh, that band was tight. 
uh, Seance Prime, Trap Them, Songs to Scream at the Sun from uh, uh, Have Heart, a a, oh, a yeah. pinnacle hardcore punk album, <laughs> hardcore album. Um, yeah, so he's, I mean, Kurt is just, he's, he, and he's gotten better too. That's the thing that's crazy oh, yeah. is that like, if you listen to the old, like, old, like middle zone, uh, and older converged songs, and then you listen to the stuff that's come out recently, all we love, we leave behind, um, the dusk in us, like all of the more recent converge albums are some of the best produced music i've ever listened to yeah and i i think kurt has the best bass tone in heavy music like the bass in convert like the the intro of under duress on the dusk in us the like that is so heavy and like the bass is just just the crunchy distortion, the buzz, whatever you want to call it. Like, and, but it's so tight and his, his mixing is so good. It's like on, there's so many heavy albums where you're, you're like, the guitar is cool, but you know, I'd like to hear some bass, but never on a Converge album. Am I like, Oh, where's the bass going? Because, but that's also them and their unique style of that, especially on, uh, the newer newer albums by converge i would say more so like you know acts the fall onwards like when he well i guess anything really post jane dome what he really figured out how to be as heavy but only as a single guitar player that's when he realized like oh the bass has to start picking up more of the rhythm parts and then so on acts the fall you see Kurt kind of introduces his whole style where he's just playing like lead licks. Like he's not playing like the main riffs. He's playing like funky stuff, like halfway up the guitar neck. And then it's like the rhythm section of the band is really like where it's at. That's where the mosh is. It's the bass and the drums. That's making you go. Cause Kurt's just doing something totally fucking different. Look at aimless arrow. For example, that whole verse part, that's all tapped guitar. Like the D do D do D do D do D do like what that's all tapping, but it's the drum and bass that is like keeping like that hardcore tempo. And then even though it is like kind of, you know, a more laid, laid back by they know uh, even jacob's doing his not as aggressive lyrics or vocals in that song it's still so heavy and fast because the drums like like he's going crazy the bass is crazy and then but it all comes together to just create this perfect storm of like melody and chaos all together that like you're like oh this band's great and then you're like that is that's one guitar holy shit this band is heavier than some bands that have three guitar players. Like, it's yeah, it's, tight. it's crazy. And, and I got to go back and, and look also, cause we forgot to talk about where your wounds, which is oh, Jacob oh, yeah, Jacob's other band. Yeah. Other band, his solo music that was released. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he also released music, as I said, under super machiner, not machine head. I'm an idiot, but super machiner. Yeah. Um, also released music as Jay Bannon. Uh, uh, he was in, um, Irons, the band, uh, he was in blood from the soul, uh, which is an industrial metal super group. Um, oh, yeah. 
he was also in Umbre Vitae, which is or Umbra Vitae, which is a death metal supergroup with members of Twitching Tongues, the Red Cord, Uncle Acid, and the Deadbeats. Um, and then he's got his own Wear Your Wound stuff, and then Converge, and he's making art, and he's running Death Wish. So you know, you can tell this guy loves what he does, mm-hmm. and is like super. Um, he cares. He They're cares. Like, this they, is they clearly care. what they need to do. Like it's clear that these men are me- meant to make art in some capacity. I mean, not even not even heavy music, really. Like these guys could go. Like I would love to hear like a stripped down them just do like i guess you know blood moon is like the closest we have to that where they're like hey let's sort of bring it back do a little bit more ambient stuff but like it'd be cool for them to just do like you know just something you know just less distorted less noisy not that you know i love that obviously but it's just like i'm just interested to see this do this these guys do anything because everything they do is it's so sick. good yeah it's just like i would love i would i just want to see them do anything like i'm not, if, i don't care if they just keep doing converge and just keep doing what they're doing god bless but like if they decide to do something different like i will be there day one like fuck yes i want to hear whatever you guys whip up regardless like all like i've even i was listening to like i've been listening also like a lot of cave in and mutoid man just because like those bands are also sick and it's like these guys are so insanely talented that like you know it's, you just gotta and it's, and it's been respected and it's so been much. decades like it's been decades of this like they were sick when they started and they've yeah. just gotten better like that's the thing that's crazy is that the Kurt's mm-hmm. production is better. Jacob's done a whole bunch of different stuff. His art is is always evolving, always changing, striking, unique. I mean, mm-hmm. the Jane Doe cover became it's iconic. It's iconic. I, you know, I like, knew I knew the what the logo was before I even knew what it was. When I started going to hardcore shows when I was like thirteen or whatever, in like who's that? Who's that? Yeah, black why and white is everyone girl? Why is wearing everyone... the same shirt? Everyone has this face on their shirt. What is it? And then it, it wasn't until one of them had Converge, because some just had the face, some would say Converge on the back, some said, like, Jane Doe or whatever. There's so many variations of that shirt, but it's like, that was the shirt. That I had, is I had the two, shirt I had two Converge shirts that were so sick. Also, a lot of their shirts are Jacob Bannon artwork. Yeah. So I had two Converge shirts that were so sick. I had one of them that said Converge, and it had, like, this snake skeleton on it. And it was like super dope. And then I had another one that was so sick and I lost it. And I'm so mad. It was a, a black t-shirt with a black, black and gray wolf that you could barely see you, but you could see his eyes and his teeth. And if you like looked close, you could see this like dark gray wolf and the back of it just said alone in the woods, surrounded by wolves. And I was like, I was like, it was like the hardest shirt ever. And I lost it and I was heartbroken. I was like, oh my God, this is so sick. I lost it like so soon after I got it too. It was like a couple weeks afterwards and I lost it. I was like, no. Um, And I wish, I wish I still had those because, and, and also Jacob Bannon did a bunch of shirts for other bands as well. Um, And like he, like I said, you got to go look and like go actually search out his artwork because there's so much 
and he's an actual like accomplished visual artist on top of all of this. And I guess it goes without saying, I mean, I do want to talk briefly about all we love. We leave behind in the dusk in us and blood mm-hmm. moon. So the last three albums that came out, all yeah. we love, we leave behind is probably my, uh, my favorite converge album. I don't know if that's like people are like, yo, Jane Doe is the best or you feel me. And I, and I, I think I said, you feel me is my favorite converge album when we recorded but going yeah. back and listening to all this stuff I, i'm sure in that episode I, I mentioned all we love we leave behind but i've re-fallen yeah, in back love on that that episode the general consensus between the both of us were was that you fail me acts to fall and all we love are their three best and that they're pretty interchangeable oh and jane doe i mean jane doe yes yeah, i mean yeah jane doe i mean but if you're then like I'm thinking bringing in production and stuff like Jane Doe is a great album, but like compared to the production of all we love, we've leaned behind. Yeah. doesn't even come close, even come close, dude. Like, cause even think about it. Like, yeah, there's like the drums on Jane Doe are kind of weird. There's kind of like some sloppy parts on it. And then also it wasn't until, um, you fail me where Kurt really started using feedback as like an instrument, like so many parts, like, it, it during breakdowns when it's when no, most bands would have silent do the dun dun dum dun dun dum in between all of those silences he's having crazy feedback and that was like the first band i heard really use feedback yeah, incorporating as, feedback and i'm it, sure he was i'm sure it wasn't but like that yeah, no, but it's the of, first album you fail me was the first one where i was like oh he's doing this this is a motif throughout this album is the feedback it's and it's it was beautiful because I was like, because the way he's doing it, and then it also the different types of feedback, like because you now I know how he's doing it. Some he's doing by pushing down onto the humbucker or the pickup. Some it's matter of bending your guitar a certain way in front of the amp. And I'm like, this is even though it is noise, there's a craft to this. Like this is very meticulously done it's not like he was just like doing random shit and was like yeah this is a yeah okay cool that's a sound no he does it and the feedback he does live sounds the same because that's how it was intended to be it was written that way to be played that way and that's the first time i've ever acknowledged a band was like oh that's that's how that's supposed to be that's supposed to be that Mm. and i i just think that was just one of the coolest fucking things ever I I love how All We Love We Leave Behind incorporates so much of the stuff that they've done before while also mm-hmm. pushing their sound. I yeah. think that's the thing. Like, and the production level on it is immaculate. I think that the dusk in us is also very good, but I think that the dusk in us follows the kind of blueprint that All We Love We Leave Behind made. I think those two albums are yeah. very similar. Yeah, they very much go together i think yeah but, yeah i would say i'd say that that's accurate yeah but then blood mood one which is resulted in the in blood moon which was a series of performances in 2016 with uh with chelsea wolf and steve von till of neurosis uh, through the uk that they did which was this very much like um more uh uh kind of doom metal, gothic metal, symphonic stoner metal stuff. 
that and then but don't don't get it twisted there are some songs on blood moon that are it's straight converge like it's yeah yeah it's like jacob's screaming math rocky breakdown like stuff but then there's other stuff where it's this haunting beautiful ambient industrial gothic metal rock stuff like operatic almost <laughs> film score-esque which kind of makes sense considering chelsea wolf then went on to be part of the score for the movie x yeah which was fantastic um and i i don't think we have to say anything i i mean i, I would recommend for people who are interested in this band to start at the start you know yeah. start at minimum with jane doe um, mm-hmm. I think petitioning the empty sky and when forever comes crashing are both excellent records. You mm-hmm. can't really find halo in a haystack anywhere for purchase. You can find some songs online. Um, but, and you could probably, uh, maybe you can actually find, let me see this halo. In I a, think they've really, I think it's been re-released on compilations under different titles. So they have released compilations of like their songs. Oh no, no, you can find it on EPs. YouTube. You can find the full yeah. the full original album yeah. on YouTube, Halo in a Haystack. Yeah. Um, but I would, I, you know, I would say Petitioning the Empty Sky When Forever Comes uh, Crashing, they're both excellent. Jane Doe is where they... I would also check... I would also recommend checking out um, Unloved, and Weeded, Unloved and Weeded Out. It's a compilation of a lot of songs that they put out um you know uh there's a song there flowers and razor wire which is amazing um jacob's ladder for you like i but it's so like i i I don't think i can properly process this because i'm looking at all of these albums all these eps and every one of them i'm like i would tell someone to start listening there because they're all good like and and if you think that we're 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 just like boosting we're not. All of these albums no. have been critically acclaimed. Like all of them, every single thing that they've done has either mm-hmm. at the time of release been critically acclaimed or has retroactively people have gone back and been like, we didn't get it. Now we do. This is godlike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you know, it's insane. Like if I look at, okay, let's see. Let's take a look at here. Let's take a look at, um, at Jane Doe, if I can, if I can get to the uh, the, the discography here, the album page. What are you looking for, like the track listing? No, no, no. So let's look at Jane. I mean, the track listing on there. There's some songs on that one that yeah. are incredible. Concubine is one of the sickest opening tracks ever. All the song time. Home Record so is incredible. I mean, yeah. Without the song Home Record, we didn't get, we wouldn't have gotten the sick 2010 band Home Record. <laughs> yeah, that band um, is sick. I don't know if they're still around. So, so Jane Doe it was released September 4th, 2001. Nine out of 10 Lamb Goat, nine out of 10 Metal D. Pitchfork gave it a 7.7. Sputnik gave it five out of five. Stylus A minus all music 4.5. Kerrang, five out of five. It was ranked number one in the best album of the 2000s by Noise Creep. Album of the year by Terrorizer. Uh, it Loud was number Wire f- gave best metalcore album of all time yeah 20 20 
the the 21 best metal albums of the 21st century so far by Metal Sucks. It was number five. It was number one top albums of the decade by Sputnik Music. Uh, number one top greatest, 100 greatest metal albums of the decade by Decibel in 2010. Um, uh, you know, uh, top 20 hardcore albums in history by LA Weekly. It was number five. Loudwire, yeah, best metal best metalcore album of all time. Sorry, I'm getting caught up reading all this. Um, this album Great. was was hugely loved. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go to you fail me. See if anything different happens. Lamb Goat, nine out of ten. Pitchfork, eight out of ten. Sputnik Music, four point five or four out of five. Stylus Magazine, a um, uh, all music, four point five. This one also completely uh uh loved it peaked at uh 11 on the u.s billboard vinyl albums 171 of the u.s billboard 212 on the heat seeker albums 18 or 16 on the independent albums um it it was also critically uh received positive positive reviews from critics across the board a uh, visceral b- embracing blend of metal and old school CBGB worth gutter guitar hardcore. Um, this is one of the craziest things I've ever heard about this album, but I, is amazing. Good. Converge has emerged as an impeccably pared down case study in calculated cruelty. That's calculated cruelty. I like that. Uh, resourcefulness and cunning tempered by desperation. So they've become a case study in calculated cruelty, resourcefulness and cunning tempered by desperation. You fail me stands as a testament to the brutal necessities convergence created to ensure its survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This I, I is, think this, you fail me. I think lyrically, I think is. That you just alone, I think the lyrics is just one of the greatest. Like all around, it, I, it's one of the most solid albums. And you know what? Thinking of like maybe you fail me might be my favorite. I don't know. Maybe it's not Axe the Fall. Maybe it is you fail me. Cause like, yeah, just thinking of it now, like the lyrics speak to me. Even though all we love, we leave behind. That's the thing. That's here's the thing. I could I could prop my favorite album. It kind of depends on how I'm like looking at it though. Cause like, I think I like you fail me and all we love, we leave behind lyrically more than acts the fall, but I like the riffs more on acts the fall. I think guitar work on that albums are, is impeccable. Yeah, it's it's some Axe of the, the best. Fall, like, like song like aimless arrow, which is just about being like a child of divorce. That's like, you know, I, not, not my parents aren't divorced, but like you know, sometimes it sure as fuck felt like they were. <laughs> Pretty sure my parents have not loved each other for quite some time. Uh, <laughs> not to laugh uh, at that, but <laughs> uh, no. But I mean, you. it's it's like okay, even even looking at no heroes, no heroes, eighty nine percent on absolute punk, four yeah. out of five, eight out of ten, favorable review and exclaim, eight point one in pitchfork, eight in pop matters. B plus stylus, Sputnik music, four and a half. It was number one on the Heat Seekers album, 13 on independent album, 151 on the US Billboard 200. Um, again, positive uh response across the board. Um the the, the people love the fact that they've embraced music signifiers previously under the dominion of metal or grind. Um bringing it back to a thrashier sound of, of Jane Doe, but also more precise. 
uh, uh, everyone loved it. Axe to Fall, 2009. This album went crazy. It was named uh, the number one out top 40 album of the year by Terrorizer. It was number two of the top 75 albums of 2009 by Rock Sound. It was number two for Decibels 40 Extreme albums of 2009. It was uh, number one in the top 30 albums of 2030 metal albums of 2009 by Stereo Gum. It was number three from Pop Matters. It was uh, uh, number five from the NPR top metal albums of 2009. You know, it was 90, 10 out of 10, 8 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 8.5, You know, like yep. I, everything this band has released, like I don't think that they've is bold, released dude. anything that people were like, you know, we could live without it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's, and all of them are so good. We could spend five hours here talking about it. You know, uh, we could just, we could just go. really could. This is one band where we could probably do an episode on every album. Yeah. Probably. We could do a full episode. Just do Jane Doe front the back, go song by song and just fucking do it. And you, you fail me. Then no hero. We could do this. We could if we wanted to. I think that 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 is how deep this band is, and that is how how great they are as songwriters. Is that you know and musicians it, and musicians and, producers and artists producers, like artists, it's crazy. everything. This is like one of the most DIY bands in hardcore. Really, this band should be an inspiration. If even if you're not into hardcore, what this band does should inspire you to be better at what you do, collaborate with people, and just stick to your guns. Other sick hardcore bands. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, uh, yeah, so they just stick to what you do and carve your own path. Yeah. Like, when you hear Converge, you know it's Converge within, like, three seconds of hearing any of their songs. And they have a... As we mentioned many times before, they have a very diverse range of songs. And it's just like, you know, that's the thing. It's like, we could go song by song. We could, yeah, you could go album by album. We I'm, could go riff by riff, dude. It's like, it's because it's, this band is worth being studied in that level. And they have been, like I said yeah, earlier, have been. Berkeley studied Jane Doe. Kurt Ballou was brought into Berkeley the school of music to teach production methods from Jane Doe. That's how iconic this is. Yeah. The only other like heavy metal band I've ever heard of doing that is they brought in Ben from Dillinger Escape Plan to talk Calculating Infinity, which I think is the only other album that is as influential as Jane Doe in the ter- 2000s is Calculating Infinity and Jane Doe. That those two albums influenced 20 years of technical math, hardcore, metalcore, whatever you want to call it, core. The influence is undeniable, and you will not meet a single person in hardcore that does not like Converge. And if they do, they're corny. Yeah. It's it. And you know what else is crazy too? I just wanted to, like, I mean, you, you, you're right. Like, I don't know. If if even if they don't like the music, people respect them for what they've done yeah. and what they've it's, achieved, it's and they're undeniable. They're, it's undeniable. Um, 
But back to All We Love, We Leave Behind, yes. I wanted to give the kind of critical reception to that. Obviously met with rave reviews from, mu- from music critics. Mm-hmm. Um, it got five stars, all music, four or 3.5 out of Chicago Tribune, 4.5 Consequence of Sound, five on Kerrang, 4.5 loud, uh, Loudwire, 8.6 on Pitchfork, eight on Spin. Um, it was, uh, you know... Um, Pitch Brandon Stossi, Stossi, I don't know how to say his last name, of Pitchfork Media, gave the album uh, Best New Music Designation, writing, there's never a dull moment across All We Love, We Leave Behind's 38 minutes. It's all peaks. Uh, it is an example of building on and mastering music you loved when you were younger, something that became more than music ultimately, so that it has a chance to grow old with you without becoming any less vital. Um uh, Sputnik Music praised the album writing. Uh, All We Love We Leave Behind is yet another successful achievement to add to Converge's lauded canon. It lacks the novelty to reach the heights of some of its earlier predecessors, but it continues to drive nails into the coffins of competing hardcore metal bands. I don't actually agree with the lacking novelty. No. I think that All We Love We Leave Behind actually takes some of the stuff they used to do oh. and uses it in new novel ways. But It's um, an emotional album. Yeah. It- it's a strong album. No, I, I think it's one of the strongest. Absolutely. It's, it's to me, it was named the best metal album of, or the best album of 2012 by Decibel. Pitchfork ranked the album number two on its list of the best, of four, the 40 best metal albums of 2012. This album was also listed 40th on Stereo Gum's top 50 albums of 2012. Um, Metac- uh, Metacritic ranked All We Love We Leave Behind at number five on its 25th. 25 best reviews, 25 best reviewed albums of 2012 list and number 27 on the critics pick of the best albums of 2012 list. It peaked at number 70 on billboard 200. Um, and, it, and then that was only surpassed by the dusk in us, which came out in 2017, five years later, all we love, we leave behind signifies a specific time in my life coming out in 2012 that year was a very tumultuous and changing time for me. Um, and it's only grown in my estimation. Like that's the thing about the Converge albums that I wanted to highlight is that I've said it before in the podcast, when you go back and listen to them now, they only get better. Like all of these albums have aged like wine, yeah, which is crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts that they released heater after heater after heater all critically acclaimed, all well-reviewed, all beloved for different reasons, all exploring a different slight, different lane or avenue of the sound that they've cultivated over years, but never straying from their kind of vision, their, their direction, their convergeness of it all, all well doing all these side projects, making art, owning a label, God city, working with all these, like this. And then on top of that, this band is heavy as, as fuck. This band is Mm -hmm. scary. This is our first spooky season. We have barely even talked about the fact that Jacob Bannon sounds like a hellhound coming from the depths of, of like the, the, of the pit of sorrows. His vocals are terrifying. Terrifying. Oddly, (laughs) that was the thing that kind of turned me off of Converge as a, as a little teeny boy uh, was his vocals. Cause I was like, this vocals sound so harsh so because like it's screaming and it sounds like a man is being fucking chopped to death like it sounds like a man is being slaughtered it doesn't sound 
Because, like, you know, like, there's a certain way that, you know, certain vocalists scream, and you're, there's a very, like, prop, there's a way that people do it that, you know, is that you can, uh, that is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess more digestible, I guess. Uh, like, there is a more digestible way that uh, hardcore vocalists can scream. Like, for, like, uh, Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die, I think he has a great scream that you know people that aren't necessarily into that type of music they could maybe that could maybe be a good gateway for them because they're like okay he's not like shredding his vocals he's enunciating very clearly i know what he's saying save for his very complex lyrics but then jacob you're like i don't know what this man is saying this sounds like somebody took the dog out back yeah you know it, sound, I mean. it sounds yeah, like but a then you rabid, read his lyrics yeah. and you're like fuck <laughs> you read Break the lyrics. Yeah, you read the lyrics, and you're like, "Wow, the world is crushing." Yes, <laughs> you know the weight of the weight of the emotional world is crushing, isn't it? Um, which is amazing. Like his his lyrics are amazing. Like he's an incredible mm. lyricist. Some of the stuff that he does, like it is very much poetry, and it is very yeah. much like it is beautiful and haunting and devastating. Like devastating is a word that I would use time and time again to Absolutely. describe the I, lyrics. That's a great word of of converge like converge is emotionally devastating now mm -hmm. the the dusk in us again met with universal critical acclaim um metacritic gave it 89 uh um it, it got a 4.5 in all music 4.5 in alt press favorable in boston globe 8 out of 10 on exclaim Four out of the Guardian, five out of five on Kerrang, eight point two in Pitchfork, Pitchfork, and uh, five out of five on the Skinny. It was the number one in the twenty best metal albums of twenty seventeen from Treblezine. Um, it was thirtieth in the fifty best albums of twenty seventeen by Stereo Gum. It was number two in the twenty best metal albums of twenty seventeen from Rolling Stone. Number five in, on Revolver's list of the same name. Three on Pop Matters best metal of twenty seventeen. Uh, one on Exclaim's top 10 metal and hardcore albums of 2017. Um, you know, uh, uh, number four on Metacritic's best album in 2017. Number, uh, number four on the top 20 rock and metal albums of 2017 from The Independent. Nine on the 25 best albums of 2017 from Loudwire. It, uh, it was number one on the U.S. top hard rock albums. Number six on the top rock albums number 60 on the billboard 200 that means it was it was number 60 on the on the 200 best selling albums, albums in the in the US like that's crazy yep. it's crazy it was in the yeah. top australian albums belgian albums german albums scottish albums uk albums it was uh it was universally beloved and i actually i do like the dusk in us i think i kind of underselled it before but i i just have such a strong affinity for all we love we leave behind mm -hmm. like i think that there's a lot in that album that speaks to me personally and there's a bit of nostalgia in there too i think the dusk in us is phenomenal and i think that all we yeah. love we leave behind in the dusk in us is like a two pair is is great great they kind of yeah. complement each other um and, yeah. uh, I, and I admittedly I haven't listened to the Dusk in Us a lot recently. When it came out, I had it a lot because I was working at the record store at the time, so I was playing that consistently. 
but under duress from that album is a uh, that's that 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 that's in my heavy rotation playlist. That yeah, song that song rips, rips so hard. Uh, is it reptile? Is reptile the last song? That song goes hard reptilian? too. Reptilian. Um, reptile. Also, reptilian? I can I can teach you about pain. I can tell you about yeah. pain. What's the what's the name of the song? I can I can tell you about pain. Yeah, yeah. that song goes. Um, and then last but not least, we have Blood Moon One. Which can you guess if people liked it? They loved it. Met with universal critical acclaim again. 89 on Metacritic. Um, uh, uh, 4.5 in all music. 9.1 out of 10 in the AV Club. 5 out of 5 in the Guardian. 5 out of 5 in Kerrang. 4.5 in Louder Sound. 5. See, Pitchfork gave it a bad rating. That's crazy. 5.3. Ew. Pitchfork. See, but Pitchfork, between 2017 and now, Pitchfork has gone quite downhill <laughs> so well, yeah uh, now pitchfork is just doing like they they're just writing rev- like meme reviews where they're just like huh, yeah this is gonna be funny and it's ironic and we don't really care yeah it's like they hey you're literally a publication you're supposed to do journalism you fucking idiot you're not a meme page like whatever if you want to do that go make your fucking youtube page and whatever go do it anthony fantano style and just whatever but like, if you're trying to be a, like, how, how could you be like, it, it's hilarious looking at it. It's like, look at that. That's a 4.5, nine, five out of five, five out of five, 4.5 out of five, nine out of 10, four out of five, five. And then you're like, uh, I'm going to give it a five out of 10. It's like, no, you're clearly being contrarian. Yeah, you're clearly like, being contrarian there. Yeah. The skinny gave it five. Punk news gave it four. Pop matters gave it nine and a half. Um, it was on. Top four decibels, top 40 albums of 2021, ranked seventh. Uh, Kerrang! It was on the 50 best album of 2021 staff list, number 10. It was number six on Revolver's 25 best albums of 2021. Rolling Stone's 10 best metal albums of 2021, it was number five. Uh, the 50 best albums of 2021, it was number seven on Metal Hammer. Um, yeah, also universally uh, 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 acclaimed and beloved. It's different. It's very much um, way more kind of, as we said, symphonic, doomy, gloomy, um, uh, uh, ambient, post-metal, doom metal, gothic metal, stoner metal, all that stuff. It's not as aggressive and fast and crazy, but it's like beautiful and haunting and and, uh, and, heavy. Add, and heavy. heavy. It's got heavy parts. Like I said, Jacob Bannon comes out with his demon dog sound. <laughs> Um, but Chelsea Wolf singing the 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 her voice is beautiful. Um, yep. It's 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 different, but it's good, and I love different. Like it's if it was, if the next album was another "All We Love We Leave Behind" or "The Dusk in Us," like I would have been fine with it. But yeah, but you know they kind of I mean they don't have nothing to prove now. There's nothing yeah, they, you can say yeah. about Converge musician wise influence wise impact wise like there's nothing you can what are you gonna say you know oh this it's band's too good it's oh it's they should make a bad album just to prove they could make a bad album it's <laughs> it's screaming it sounds yeah. scary like it's like okay well who cares the world's a scary place have you been outside recently <laughs> like the world is literally on fire yeah I go to the Walmart and half of it is literally burnt to the ground. So, you know. So, you know, I don't know. Like, we could go into in depth on all of this stuff. Yeah. And we probably glossed over a bunch of different points. Oh, and yeah. there's like 
probably stuff There's that we songs I could specifically talk about in detail for another 20 minutes on one song. Like I could talk about Dark Horse for <laughs> 20 yeah. minutes right now. Okay, I'll start with the okay, I'll start with the drum roll. The I could and then the do 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 like uh and then oh my god oh god uh, <laughs> the song just thinking about that song just gets me amped up it just it makes well, me go Sonic mode dude yeah like, it's, for if me I was the, Sonic the Hedgehog that would be the song playing in my head <laughs> for me it's that it's that um but aimless arrow the yeah, start yeah, yeah. of that song the guitar sound at the start of that song is the like i'm like and the drums are so and the crazy. drums are going crazy the drumming on on all of converge albums is nuts like it's and that's absolutely yeah. mental we haven't even talked about the instrumentation and and the actual music it is crazy yeah. Folks. The, well, I've slowly, I've, I've mentioned how, you know, their drum fills are unparalleled. The amount of chaos that Ben Kohler does, like, you know, a lot of hardcore bands, they'll just do the regular, it's a sick double time beat, but he'll do it while doing fills and like adding in double hits of snares and then switching it like, it's just like, you thought you knew hardcore and then you're like, oh, there's a formula for hardcore. But this band takes the formula and they're like, okay, here's steroids. Here's fucking cumin, dude. Here's all the spices. Let's get this shit hot and fast and just fry it up into like just the best. Like it, it literally, it's everything you love about aggressive music just at its best. And and you know what's the craziest part about it is that if you go back and I know we've already said this, it sounds like a broken record, but if you go back and listen to their early albums like Jane Doe and before, yeah. all of that was there. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just, they've, you know what they, they've done? They're like a really good basketball player who's just continually gotten better. You know what yeah. I mean? They're like Kobe having his whatever 70 or 90 point, whatever. What was the gig? Kobe's, did he have a 90 point game? Something wild. It was something crazy. Uh, for white folks, uh, they're like the Ovechkin of uh, hardcore. Just 20 years, well, they're in the game for like 30 plus years now, but they've been, for example, Ovechkin's been in the league for 20 years. He's been a top five player in the league every year he's been playing. You know, so yeah, see, they're the LeBron of hardcore, whatever, just consistently up top just for 20 years, for 20 years, for 20 plus years, this band has been the gold standard of hardcore, metalcore, mathcore, aggressive whatever you want to call them because they are so genre blending and just so unique that like trying to label this band is a disservice converge just be like converge is a band that you should listen to converge is art that you should consume yeah it is it is very they are very much musical artists yes um I guess I was going to say he did have an 81 point game against the Raptors in, okay. in 2006, but at yeah, the yeah, end, yeah. Uh, he finished his career by pouring 60 points at the end uh, against the Utah jazz. So like yeah. my point there is that these, these guys are decades in and they're still dunking numbers on the board. They're still putting numbers up. They're dunking. They're getting better. They're growing with the game. And all of that sauce is there early and it's just simmered and being added to and yeah. being built up like a good 
soup or something over over the course of a few yeah. weeks, adding new stuff to it, trying new spices, bringing it all together. But yeah. it's a it's the band's done. been cooking for yes. thirty years straight. They never stop cooking. It's just constantly. Kurt is always in the kitchen, just constantly. Just and it's like you're just waiting. You're just and, like, oh, when when's the new when when's the new menu going to drop? Because I want to fucking consume everything on the menu, all thirteen tracks. Feed it to me. When's right the now. new pop up? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess we should say though that yes, the drummer Ben Collar, Nate Newton, Kurt Balu, and Jacob Bin, and those are the members. Then they have been the members since Jane Doe, um, and they are all instrumental. It's not just Kurt and Jacob. Like no. Ben Collar's drumming is is next level. Like the everything, the songwriting in those four is unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the critics had said you know, it takes all this stuff that they built it on and it sharpens it. It adds new levels to it. It re unpacks and re explores ideas sonically and like structurally. And you never know what the next, like, you know, as they get older, listening to the dusk in us or all we love, we leave behind or even acts to fall. Um, and, and blood moon, like you, you don't know what's coming next and that's, and then whatever comes next still sounds like converge but it could be mm-hmm. something totally different. You know what I mean? And it's just crazy. Also great gym music. I've been listening yeah. to them at the gym this week. Fantastic gym music for anybody who is also yeah, working. If out. you want to get your reps up, listen to trespasses. That's a good, <laughs> get your gains up. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know what else to say about this band. I, I love it. Yeah, this I, has been I, such a chaotic episode because as we've been doing it, we're realizing like, holy shit, we could do three. We should have done three episodes. We could have. We should have. On this, you know, band. But you yeah, know what? If we, I didn't have my little rant at the beginning, we could have had another 20 minutes of Converge, but sorry. Yeah, it's all good. You know what? I mean, there's nothing else to say, but you got to you gotta love it. If you don't love it, you got to respect it. Highly recommend checking out Death Wish, checking out Converge, checking out Jacob Bannon's art, checking out God City and the stuff that Kurt's doing. Check out all the affiliated bands. If you're into heavy music and you're not tapped into this, this is this is one of them ones. Like, you know, this is one of the bands where it's like you, 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 you will kick yourself that you haven't looked into it before if you haven't. If you like heavy music, especially. If you have a bit of trouble with Jacob's vocals, start with some of the later albums because he's doing more experimentation. There's more singing. There's more, you know, there's more variation between the less songs. Less harsh, I Less guess. harsh. The production is better. Then work your way back. You'll get used to them. Um, but just gnarly. And yeah. worth one of the one of the bands that I recommend you find the yeah. lyrics to everything too. Listen to them, mm-hmm. but also read along. Like go into yeah. your app and f- read the lyrics or look, about, look it up online. Read the lyrics because... All of the albums, all of the songs, there's some incredible songwriting, incredible poetry, incredible lyrical work being done um, that matches the level of masterwork in the musicianship. Like, it's just everything they've done bangs. So I don't know what else to do to sell it to you guys. And it's it's scary. So if you want some yeah. gothic, scary-sounding stuff to listen to while you're driving around or going to the gym working at home or doing whatever uh you got a a wide 
wide, wide, wide smorgasbord of different mm. avenues you can go down with this band. You can listen to the thrashier stuff, the older stuff. You can listen to the Blood Moon stuff. You can listen to some of the affiliated bands that are more doomy and industrial. You can listen to You Fail Me, which is more languid and dark and menacing and bass heavy. You can listen to All We Love We Leave Behind, which is very emotional and yeah. frenetic, but also incorporates so many different genres and sounds. It's there's so yeah. much there for you to like, check out. It's Jane so Doe sounds like a, like a car crash and like a lightning storm. And then Axe the Fall is just riff central. It is just guitar riff central. If you're if you're a guitar player and you feel a little stagnant with your playing, listen, listen to Axe to yeah. Fall. It listen will, to the you'll, song Axe to Fall, and you'll be like, within 30 seconds of that song, you'll be like, I need to improve. I need the riff. Yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to. I need to become more powerful. Yeah, because, because the start of that song, like it's not immediately. It's like it's maybe like ten seconds in when the real riff kicks in, and you're like, or like five seconds in, and you'll hear it and go like, ah. I need to become more powerful. Like I need yeah. to. <laughs> It's like it's it sounds like like yeah that guitar riff sounds like uh information is being like hardwired to your head like in the matrix when they just download kung fu into the <laughs> neo that's what was playing the I know kung fu I know kung fu um, yeah. <laughs> yeah so i mean i guess i we could, we this was kind of disjointed i apologize for everybody listening oh, cuz well. we love this band so much yeah. I, I, you didn't even, didn't get a chance. What, what was, we kind of launched right into it. What is your history with, with Converge? Like, I mean, mine was, like I said, my friend Dave showed them to me in high school. Mm -hmm. I became, fell head over heels in them because I was really into the kind of like thrashy screamo stuff. Uh, and, uh, and then I've just been a fan ever since. And, mm. uh, and what about you? Like, where was it? What was it that brought you around to them? Um, for me, uh, it was definitely just recognizing um, the Jane Doe logo everywhere early on. And so in that, so I always knew of Converge, but then it wasn't really, you know, like I started getting into heavier metalcore stuff like, you know, Norma Jean, Every Time I Die, The Chariot. And then through them, all of those bands are like, Converge is the band. And then I was like, yeah, okay. But, like, I, I don't know. At the time, like, You Fail Me or No Heroes didn't really connect with me. And I forget what song had the music video from No Heroes that was constantly on Much Loud. Uh, forget what the single was. Um, but it was, it was, I think that's why I like Axe the Fall is because that was the one that, like, I decided to finally listen to. And it just blew me the fuck away. And, like... I think I started listening to it as not a just a hardcore kid, but as a guitarist. And I think that's what got me in is when I started listening to Converge as a musician. And that's what got me into it. Um, also, just watching, you know, Kurt videos of Kurt just talk about gear and stuff. He's also become my favorite producer. And then, you know, just yeah. But really, it was with Axe to Fall. That's when. So I was in high school. I would have been. 16 at the time so that really connected with me and yeah oddly 
I've never seen Converge live, which I think is one of the big uh, voids in my life. Uh, two of my favorite bands I've never seen are Converge and Queens of the Stone Age, and I really need to fix that. Um, yeah, have you seen have you seen them live? Mm, I feel like I did, but a long time ago. And this is bad that I can't remember, but. I went to a lot of shows in my late teens and early twenties and I feel like I did see them, but maybe I might be wrong. So I haven't seen them lately. I would love to go see them lately. Yeah. uh, See them play. Um, If they roll through, let's go. Yeah, we'll go. That's we'll do it. Um, The other thing that I wanted to say that I've just realized is that uh, the Jane Doe cover art woman is known simply as Jane. And it is mm-hmm. the Converge icon similar in vain to Iron Maiden's Eddie or Motorhead's Snaggletooth. It is uh, yeah. Jane is the name. I just kept calling yeah. her a woman, but Jane, Jane Doe, Jane. In which uh, I remember there was like a recent article in which the woman that is who that that was a photo of a woman that I guess Jacob Bannon found somewhere and then incorporated into his art in like a multimedia style. And I think this was, and she sort of came out and was like, Hey, this is weird that I'm like kind of this icon amongst a community that I don't even know because she's from like Europe or something. And I remember it started this weird conversation about how make media and stuff and like hating because that's what Jacob Band does. He does a lot of mixed media and stuff in his art. And uh, it raised a good question of, like, you know, what is sort of free use? It's a totally different thing. There's an article about it. You should read it if you're interested. But it's, uh, yeah, no, it's an iconic image. And, I like, it, that's crazy. Like, there's few things where, like, you know, where a band has an image where you're instantly like, yes, that's that band. And, like, in hardcore, not a lot of bands have that, I think. But, like, you know, everyone knows Jane Doe. Everyone yeah. knows that image instantly. Also very sick that they're from Salem. Uh, very fitting for our yeah. spooky season that they are from Absolutely. Salem, Massachusetts. Um, and they are, it is, very they cool. are uh, this, this melancholy uh, tidal wave of uh, visceral emotion, rawness, um, yeah. energy, also very, very heavy but also very beautiful and stark and haunting and devastating. And so that's why we picked them to talk about them um, to, to kick off our, our spooky season. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, it is almost certain that at some point we will come back around and talk about a few of these albums because in re-listening to it, it's like there's certain things where it's like, I feel like Axe to Fall, Jane Doe, um all we love we leave behind you fail me like we could talk about all of those for a full episode um but we won't for now all i'll leave you with is that you guys should definitely check this band out if you haven't all we can do is sing their praises we love them so much that it's made this episode a bit disjointed but just um what a band near perfect if not perfect um incredible artistry and incredible musician musicianship and uh yeah i don't know how how else what else to say they fucking rule um and before we leave though i just did want to ask uh uh, well otis you um you got a chance to see the matrix in the theater yes i did and i just wanted to talk to chat with you about that briefly because we did do an episode speaking about 
Ghost in the Shell and uh, and the Matrix and what the Matrix mm-hmm. owes to Japanese anime and and uh, mm-hmm. and and um, what did you think rewatching it? You you told me you've changed your mind slightly about the yeah game. yeah yeah. So if you remember the Matrix pod, I had a very negative opinion of the Matrix. I have dis- I have described the Matrix as a st- smart movie for stupid people, which it still is. That's still one hundred percent it is. But like. I think the issue was doing the episode for the pod. I was watching it, approaching it from a critical and theoretical approach, like, you know, actually breaking down the theories and, you know, the, uh, the philosophies of which the movie is trying to present, which when you really think about it, it's stupid. But then, you know, I went to go see it. The princess was showing it. They were doing a double feature of uh, Matrix and Ghost in the Shell. So if somebody at the princess is listening to the pod and got an idea from us, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, you're welcome. But uh, Ken- Kenneth wanted to go see it. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll go- it's his birthday. I'll go see that. And you know what? It was such a good time. It's actually, it's a, it's a movie you should see in a theater with people that are also that know how stupid the movie is. Like, the part where, like, I just, like, the part where he gets, downloads Kung Fu, and then just wakes up, is like, I know Kung Fu. The crowd fucking lost it, laughing. And I was like, oh, okay, you all think this is silly? Okay, we're on this, okay. And then when I was kind of watching it, and it's like, oh, people, okay. Oh, that's it's such a better way to watch it. And so, like, I updated it. I think originally I gave it, gave it like two stars out of five. I updated it to like three and a half or like four. I was like, yeah, no, that's a much better way to watch that movie is just yeah, kind of slightly buzzed in the middle of the afternoon with, with a bunch with, of people that people. are chilling on a Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Or like, or yeah. like if you're going to watch it with your friends, like who yeah. are, you know, who equally feel, uh, well, but I'm glad, I'm glad you've softened on that. Softened, softened on, softened. uh, on yeah. on uh on that uh, because because that's part of what i was arguing when we were talking yeah, about yeah, it yeah. was that like this movie is a big dumb action movie and and it is mm-hmm. taking you know the philosophies are somewhat dumbed down and somewhat you know mm-hmm. and it's a very postmodern film i mean it's taking from so many different <laughs> other philosophies ideas writers yeah. filmmakers you know what i mean like it's it, it's basically a rip off of ghost in the mm-hmm. shell yeah repurposed for american consumerism you know what i mean american you know american culture mm -hmm. and for that episode that we did on the matrix i was definitely leaning into negative being negative towards it i I just i just naturally did that i think and you know what i think that episode was a great episode still because we both had incredibly valid points and it was that's actually probably one of our most insightful episodes in terms of filmmaking action sequences anime influence you know the yeah, we got in our uh, nerd pipeline of got... animation to live yeah. action you know there's so many different things that we talked about and i knew you loved the movie and we're going to approach it with just you know your heart and just it means a lot to you because you're from that era of action of late 90s early 2000s silliness and for me me being like a you know a more brooding art film guy i was coming at it really leaning into that but you know when i watch it mask off not trying to fucking be macho man the matrix fucking slaps yeah there you go Hell yeah. there you go so that you know, is my 100% unbiased review is that 
The Matrix is a fucking stupid movie, but it's so fun. It's, and, it's and that's fun. and that's the thing is yeah. that you can sometimes you just gotta allow the stupid fun thing to be stupid and fun. Like yeah, yeah. It's it's with a, like a lot of things we've talked about. I mean, we just talked about Fast Five. The more you dig into Fast Five, yeah, exactly. maybe yeah, not yeah. on a maybe not on a, like a on a production side because that that film has quite amazing practical stunts and set pieces mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. it's very well made. But like. And same with the Matrix, but the more you think about it, the in terms more of writing like, and characters, it's like this is this is a mess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 the Matrix, I would say, is even maybe a little bit. It might be stupider in its, uh, you know, not stupider, but it may miss more in its big swings on like the philosophies of stuff, and 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 it might, you know, some movies like to be so cerebral yeah. purposely. It's like oh, Christopher Nolan it? loves to be, loves to make it so confusing for the viewers just as an act of trying to figure out what the hell is going on. We talked about it when we talked about tenant or we talked about inception, you know, like it's like purposely obfuscating Mm -hmm. the, 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 the meanings of things and what's going on. And, you know, a dream within a dream within a dream that's time traveling through a dream. You know what I mean? Like, yeah sometimes they, they, people just do that. And that's natural. That's in books. That's in, Mm in film and music, there's always these like kind of swings of trying to embody philosophies or ideas or push the boundaries or whatever. Because if you think a lot about inception, there are things that you can complain about too. And it kind of gets dumb. But if you just enjoy it as an action movie, it's pretty fucking awesome. Just like the matrix. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's what Kenneth said to me. He's like, no, watch the matrix. Same way you watch a superhero movie. That, that's how it watch. That's how you watch it. It's turn the brain off. Put the popcorn in your mouth, crack the can of beer open. Let's go. And I was yeah. like, "Ah, shit, you're right, dude." Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, I mean, it's what we, but part of what uh, you know, we, we we part of who we are is to dig into these things and talk a little bit more about the depth of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and I agree, I, I love that episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. We've got some great stuff coming for you uh, this uh, spooky season. Should I should I spill the beans or should uh, we just let it let it rock and and people can find out? Uh, and you know what? Let, let's. Well, we can't really because we still haven't settled on one of the movies. But uh, uh, I mean, I, uh, what are we doing? So we're doing like a horror video games in gen, just a sort of general topic. Yeah, episode. we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a five scary games that you should try. Where we're gonna talk about some of our favorite scary games um, over the various consoles. We're gonna do a general spooky bird episode where we're gonna talk about just the horror horror genre in, in general, the kind of new horror revival that's been going on. Uh, you know. Just scary things in general, scary books, scary TV shows, uh, and just to like kind of touch on a, on some other stuff and share some 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 Halloween stories and all that stuff. You know, it's like a lazy bird, but mm. but sp- spooky themed. Um, okay. And uh, and then yeah, next week we're gonna do um, a movie. It's either can I just say one of the two? And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of, yeah. So it's easy. It's either gonna be wreck or it's gonna be the descent. We wanted to do yeah. something that was a little bit newer um but maybe not as mainstream something that's informed uh horror films since both of those wreck being uh spanish i believe and the descent being from the uk they're both uh uh, films that wound up being very very popular in the united states 
They're both quite brutal and they're both kind of innovative in their own ways. Um, so I would say watch both of them. Uh, we're going to do both are great movies. Both yeah, are great both movies. Are, so, yeah. you know, we're going to do one of those two. So then we're going to do the video games. Then we're going to do Spooky Bird. And then on uh, uh, the last weekend, does it fall on Halloween? Did I? No. no two days it's, before. It's a day or two before, yeah. We're obviously going to finally tackle the uh, the self-titled. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're doing Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween. John Carpenter's yeah. Halloween. Um, and uh, and so that's what the, that's what's on the list for the rest of the month. Um and uh and then uh yeah and then we got some stuff coming up in november but yeah we wanted to kind of hit a couple different uh, and new areas that we didn't talk about in the other spooky seasons specifically video games and also just having kind of a general spooky bird to talk about some tv shows and things like that that are good but maybe don't need a full episode um mm-hmm. and uh, and also just talk about the general horror revival that's been going on in the last you know 10 15 years yeah. um because Horror's on an upswing, folks. It is. There's a lot of it. Also, I'm going to talk about this on that episode. But if you guys get a chance, go check out the movie No One Will Save You. Uh, Came out on Disney Plus and Hulu in the States. It's an alien invasion movie. There is maybe one line of dialogue in the whole movie. Uh, And it's gnarly. I'm talking. It's got the ending. I'm not so sure about. Uh, but it's, uh, it, the, the actual like alien monsters creepy as creepy as all get out, very tense. The lack of dialogue actually works really well. It's a, it's a great spook yourself horror movie and I'm definitely going to talk about it. So uh, Otis, you should watch it so we could talk about okay. it during the spooky bird one. Cause it's, it's, uh, it just came out and I really enjoyed okay. watching it. Um, I guess that's it. I don't know. Do you have anything you want to promote? Come to the show tonight, I guess. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this right when it drops, come to the show tonight, October 1st. Uh, doors are at 8. Show starts at 9. Got a sick lineup, including Mike Acuna, Ryan Visser, uh, Jeff Hobbs, uh, a couple others. It's going to be a sick lineup. And then we're not doing a show October 8th. No show October 8th. Dive Bar already has something booked, so... That's fine. Uh, but we will be back then on the 15th, 22nd, and 29th with sick lineups. On one of those shows, I'm fucking so stoked. A, a, a drag queen's going to perform? I'm fucking excited about that. If, that you're not, if that's not your bag, fuck you, dude. I have never been so stoked to book somebody in my life. Like, I don't even wait, know them. No, wait, wait. Let's, 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 let's fix that here. If that's not your bag, but you're still respectful... Cool. Yeah. If that's cool, not your cool. bag okay, and you're cool. an idiot, fuck you. There we fuck go. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so stoked because I was talking to them. I was like, so what? What's your act like? Like, do you do stand up in your act? Do you? Are you mostly lip sync? Like, what? Because you know, all all queens do have a totally different skill set. So they're like, yeah, no. Usually I open up with about like five minutes of comedy, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, I usually you know have people do ten minutes, and they're like, yeah, I'll just do ten minutes of stand up, and I was like, that's awesome. I love that. So I'm super stoked on that. Uh, I'll announce names later on. You know, don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, but uh, yeah, come on out every every Sunday. It's a free show, except October 8th. No show October 8th. If you're into whatever Jive Bar is doing that night, definitely go support the bar. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll also be back in November. And then uh, I'll be at Rusty Nail in Kitchener on oct 
October 13th. Shows at 8 o'clock. Get tickets. Uh, just check the Rusty Nail Comedy page on Instagram or Facebook, and I think you can get tickets online. Uh, come to that. And uh, also, oh, also, uh, just I just want to quickly shout out the movie Sorcerer by William Friedkin was the other movie I saw in theaters recently. That movie is fucking phenomenal, dude. I've that movie is so tense. Like it's like, like it's it's like has the intensity of like Good Time or Uncut Gems, but like even it's on another level, dude. It's like cataclysmic. How like it's if you so you ever get a chance to see the movie Sorcerer by the King William Friedkin. Go see it. And then The Princess is showing The Exorcist next month. And then I think The French Connection in November. Uh, R.I.P. William Friedkin, motherfucking king. To live and die in L.A. Cruising. Uh, uh, man has so many goddamn classics. Uh, R.I.P. William Friedkin. That's yes, that. may he rest. Rest in power. Um, I don't have anything to, uh, to announce nothing, uh, nothing exciting really going on. So just support Ode, all of Otis's stuff. Thanks, uh, man. I'm working on the, starting to work on the finishing the palm reader EP. Um, and, uh, and yeah, oh, I guess I should say the deluxe version of, uh, that Gen Kai's album monolith is now available on all streaming platforms. Oh, yeah. Um, the, it features three songs from the album, remixed with vocals uh it's got nice. some some great vocal uh features and um and really you know brought to life these songs in a different way so and also new cover art that's amazing awesome incredible handmade cover art so you know what if you've listened to monolith and you haven't in a while you want to go back go back and listen to it it's got the 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 original uh eight tracks plus the three bonus tracks a new artwork and uh, and yeah, shout out shout out Jason that gent guy. Go find it on your streaming platforms. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's about it for me. I don't really have much else. So hope you guys enjoyed our conversation about Converge. If you haven't checked out Converge before, please go check them out. They are one heck of a band and one heck of a way to kick off our spooky season. We will be back next week with either Wreck or The Descent, both bangers. Hell yeah. We'll, we'll watch just, both anyway. Yeah, watch both anyway. All right. Remember, initiate the protocol. Peace out. Bye bye.